Judgment and the Saints' Reward by John Bunyan There shall be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and unjust. Acts 24.15 Now when the saints are raised, as ye have heard, they must give an account of all things, in general, that they have done while they were in the world, of all things, I say, whether they be good or bad. Now here shall all things be reckoned up, from the very first good thing that was done by Adam or Abel, to the last that will fall out to be done in the world. First, here will be a recompense for all that have sincerely labored in the word and doctrine, I say a recompense for all the souls they have saved by their word and watered by the same. Now shall Paul the planter and Apollos the waterer, with every one of their companions, receive the reward that is according to their works. 1 Corinthians 3, verses 6-8 through 8. Now all the preaching, praying, watching, and labor thou hast been at, and thy endeavoring to catch men from Satan to God, shall be rewarded with spangling glory. Footnote. Spangling means sparkling or glistening. End of footnote. Not a soul thou hast converted to the Lord Jesus, nor a soul thou hast comforted, strengthened, or helped by the wholesome counsel, admonition, and comfortable speech, but it shall stick as a pearl in that crown, which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at that day. 2 Timothy 4, verses 7 and 8. That is, if thou dost it willingly, delighting to lift up the name of God among men, if thou doest it with love, longing after the salvation of sinners, otherwise thou wilt have only thy labor for thy pains and no more. For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward, but if against my will a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 17, Philippians 1, 15. But I say, if thou do it graciously, then a reward followeth. For what is our hope, or joy, or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye, saith Paul, in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? For ye are our glory and joy. 1 Thessalonians 2, verses 19 and 20. Let him therefore that Christ hath put into his harvest take comfort in the midst of all his sorrow and know that God acknowledgeth that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. James 5 verse 20 Wherefore labor to convert, labor to water, labor to build up, and to feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint but willingly, not for filthy lucre but of a ready mind, and when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. 1 Peter 5, verses 2 and 4. Secondly, and as the ministers of Christ's gospel shall at this day be recompensed, so shall also those more private saints. They shall be with tender affections and love looked on and rewarded for all their work and labor of love, which they have showed to the name of Christ in ministering to his saints and suffering for his sake. Hebrews 6, verse 10. Whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. Ephesians 6, verse 8. Ah, little do the people of God think how largely and thoroughly God will at that day own and recompense all the good and holy acts of his people. Every bit, every drop, every rag, and every night's harbor, though but in a wisp of straw, shall be rewarded in that day before men and angels. Whosoever shall give a drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, saith Christ, he shall in no wise lose his, a disciple's reward. Matthew 10, verse 42. Therefore, when thou makest a feast, saith he, call the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, and thou shalt be blessed. For they cannot recompense thee, for thou shalt be recompensed at the resurrection of the just. Luke 14, verses 13 and 14. If there be any repentance among the godly at this day, it will be because the Lord Jesus in his person, members, and word was no more owned, honored, entertained, and provided for by them when they were in this world. 
for it will be ravishing to all to see what notice the Lord Jesus will then take of every widow's might. He, I say, will call to mind even all those acts of mercy and kindness that thou hast showed to him when thou wast among men. I say, he will remember, cry up, and proclaim before angels and saints those very acts of thine that thou hast either forgotten or through bashfulness wilt not at that day count worthy owing. He will reckon them up so fast and so fully that thou wilt cry, Lord, when did I do this? And when did I do the other? Lord, when saw we thee and hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. I felt the nourishment of thy food and the warmth of thy fleece. I remember thy loving and holy visits when my poor members were sick and in prison and the like. When they were strangers and wanderers in the world, thou tookest them in. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. CF Matthew chapter 25 verses 21 to 23 and verses 34 to 47. Thirdly, here also will be reward for all that hardness and Christian enduring of affliction that thou hast met with for thy Lord while thou wast in the world. Here now will Christ begin from the greatest suffering even to the least, and bestow a reward on them all. From the blood of the suffering saint to the loss of a hair, nothing shall go unrewarded. Hebrews chapter 11 verses 36 to 40 and 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verses 8 to 14. For our light affliction which is but for a moment worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 17. Behold, by the scriptures how God hath recorded the sufferings of his people, and also how he hath promised to reward them. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Matthew 5, verses 11 and 12, Luke 6, verses 22 and 23. And every one that hath forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive an hundredfold, and shall inherit eternal life. Matthew 19, verse 29. Fourthly, there is also a reward at this day for all the more secret and more retired works of Christianity. A. There is not now one act of faith in thy soul, either upon Christ or against the devil and antichrist, but it shall in this day be found out and praised, honored, and glorified in the face of heaven. 1 Peter 1, verse 7. B. There is not one grown to God in secret against thy own lusts. And for more grace, light, spirit, sanctification, and strength to go through this world like a Christian, but it shall even at the coming of Christ be rewarded openly. Matthew 6, verse 6. C. There hath not one tear dropped from thy tender eye against thy lusts, the love of this world, or for more communion with Jesus Christ, but as it is now in the bottle of God, so then it shall bring forth such plenty of reward that it shall return upon thee with abundance of increase. Blessed are ye that weep now, for ye shall laugh. Luke 6, verse 21. Thou tellest my wanderings. Put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? Psalm 56, verse 8. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Psalm 126, verses 5 and 6. It remains that I now, in few words, show you something also of that with which they shall be rewarded. First, then, those that shall be found in the day of their resurrection, they, I say, that then shall be found the people most laborious for God while here, shall at that day enjoy the greatest portion of God, or shall be possessed with most of the glory of the Godhead then. 
for that is the portion of saints in general, Romans 8, verse 17, Lamentations 3, verse 24. And why shall he that doth most for God in this world enjoy most of him in that which is to come? Because by doing and acting, the heart and every faculty of the soul is enlarged and more capacitated, whereby more room is made for glory. Every vessel of glory shall at that day be full of it, but every one will not be capable to contain a like measure. If they should have it communicated to them, they would not be able to stand under it. For there is an eternal weight in the glory that saints shall then enjoy. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 17. And every vessel must be at that day filled, that is, have its heavenly load of it. All Christians have not the same enjoyment of God in this life, neither indeed were they able to bear it if they had it. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 2. But those Christians that are most laborious for God in this world, they have already most of Him in their souls. This is not only because diligence in God's ways is the means whereby God communicates Himself, but also because thereby the senses are made more strong and able by reason of use to understand God and to discern both good and evil. Hebrews 5, verses 13 and 14. Lay up for yourselves a good foundation against the time to come that you may lay hold on eternal life. 1 Timothy 6, verse 19 which eternal life is not the matter of our justification from sin in the sight of God, for that is done freely by grace through faith in Christ's blood, but here the apostle speaks of giving of alms. But it is the same that in the other place he calls the far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And hence it is that he in his stirring them up to be diligent in good works doth tell them that he doth not exhort them to do it because he wanted, but because he would have fruit that might abound to their account. Philippians 4 verse 17 As he saith also in another place, Beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. Therefore I say, the reward that the saints shall have at this day for all the good they have done is the enjoyment of God according to their works, though they shall be freely justified and glorified without works. This reading is taken from The Resurrection of the Dead and Eternal Judgment by John Bunyan in the Works of John Bunyan, Volume 2 and found in the Free Grace Broadcaster, issue 199 of the International Edition. This Reformation audio track is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. SWRB makes thousands of classic Reformation resources available, free and for sale, in audio, video, and printed formats. Our many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog, containing thousands of classic and contemporary Puritan and Reform books, tapes, and videos at great discounts is on the web at www.swrb.com. We can also be reached by email at swrb at swrb.com, by phone at 780-450-450, 3730 by fax at 780-468-1096 or by mail at 4710-37A Avenue, Edmonton, that's E-D-M-O-N-T-O-N, Alberta, abbreviated capital A, capital B, Canada, T6L3T5. You may also request a free printed catalog. And remember that John Calvin, in defending the Reformation's regulative principle of worship, or what is sometimes called the scriptural law of worship, commenting on the words of God, which I commanded them not, neither came into my heart, from his commentary on Jeremiah 7.31, writes, 
God here cuts off from men every occasion for making evasions, since he condemns by this one phrase, I have not commanded them, whatever the Jews devised. There is then no other argument needed to condemn superstitions than that they are not commanded by God. For when men allow themselves to worship God according to their own fancies, and attend not to his commands, they pervert true religion. And if this principle was adopted by the Papists, all those fictitious modes of worship in which they absurdly exercise themselves would fall to the ground. It is indeed a horrible thing for the Papists to seek to discharge their duties towards God by performing their own superstitions. There is an immense number of them, as it is well known, and as it manifestly appears. Were they to admit this principle, that we cannot rightly worship God except by obeying his word, they would be delivered from their deep abyss of error. The prophet's words, then, are very important when he says that God had commanded no such thing and that it never came to his mind, as though he had said that men assume too much wisdom when they devise what he never required, nay, what he never knew.